sometimes in our attempts to relate with each other, to meet each other where we are and where we stand, in our attempts to tell people that they aren't alone, we're actually not helping as much as we'd like to think we are. Sometimes in these attempts to tell people that they aren't alone, we're unintentionally showing them otherwise. Sometimes in these attempts, we're unintentionally undermining people's experiences. Sometimes in our attempts to tell others that they aren't alone, we're unintentionally creating and perpetuating cycles of trauma bonding. Sometimes in our attempts to tell others that they aren't alone, we're unintentionally invalidating their experiences, and perhaps we're even making them feel more alone. Sometimes in our attempts to tell others that they aren't alone, we're unintentionally showing them otherwise. When we do these things, even though we aren't intending to be hurtful or inconsiderate or invalidate, why do we do these things? Well, we're trying to be helpful. The truth is we are trying. We are trying to be helpful, but trying isn't necessarily always helpful. And oftentimes what we think is helpful isn't. I think oftentimes, many of us, we struggle to know the right thing to say or to do, and we struggle to find the appropriate response, especially when things get emotional or heavy or uncomfortable. I think many of us, we struggle to sit in the discomfort of silence. Oftentimes, we want to help. We want to offer our support, our condolences. We want to ease the pain, the tension, or the suffering that our loved one is experiencing. That's our intention, to support and to help. But just because that's our intention, it doesn't always necessarily mean that that's the actual outcome. So how do we bridge this gap? How do we bridge this gap between trying to be supportive and helpful and actually being supportive and helpful? Hey there, friends. Welcome back, and thank you for joining me on this episode of Illuminating the Shadow with Britt Hampton. I'm Britt Hampton, and I will be your host and guide for our journey today. I'm so very grateful that you're joining me on whatever platform you find yourself. And as always, I welcome any feedback, so please feel free to leave me a review on Spotify or Audible, Apple, wherever you find yourself listening today. And if you don't want to miss out on any future content from Illuminating the Shadow, well, I invite you to hit that follow or subscribe button if you feel called to do so. I also want to let you all know that I am trying out a new schedule And so for the time being, I'm going to be releasing a new episode every Wednesday, and they're going to alternate between content episodes like this one and then a corresponding exercise or meditation episode. So please keep a lookout next week for the Illuminating the Shadow meditation episode that corresponds and accompanies this one. Um, Also, I'd like to take a minute to invite you, if you are interested, And if you'd like to dive in deeper into this journey of shadow work through self-awareness, personal growth, and self-reflection, well then I invite you to keep a lookout for my upcoming Patreon campaign, which will be launching here shortly. So on there, I'll be offering some live meditations, exclusive bonus offers, and supplemental material. So if that's something that interests you, please keep a lookout for that. The link will be in my show notes, and I will keep you all updated. 
So I am just so very grateful to have this opportunity to share with you all a bit today, and I really hope that what I have to say here resonates. In this episode of Illuminating the Shadow, we will be building upon the foundation that we laid out in the last episode of Illuminating the Shadow, which was called Cultivating an Unconditional Sense of Self-Worth. So if you haven't gotten a chance to check that episode out and you'd like to, I encourage you to do so. So in that episode, I encouraged you to try to reframe some of your beliefs that you have around yourself and your sense of belonging, your sense of self-worth. I tried to encourage you to reframe your sense of self-worth as a ongoing relationship that you develop, maintain, and nurture with yourself. So today we're going to be building upon that context. And in this episode of Illuminating the Shadow podcast, we will be shining a light of gentle awareness onto some of our beliefs, tendencies, and patterns when it comes to our relationships with others. So today we will be diving in deep to explore some of the ways that we try to support and care for those that we love. And as we begin to reflect upon our relationships and how we show up in them, as we begin to reflect upon our past experiences, and as we begin to ask the hard questions, we begin to invite more clear and direct communication into our relationships and more mutual understanding. In cultivating this sense of clear communication and this sense of mutual understanding, well then we can act to better support and to love our people in a way that is truly considerate, in a way that is truly supportive. So as we act to shine a light of gentle awareness into some of these unseen or perhaps unexamined corners of our own personal experience, and we begin to dive in deep to explore some of these patterns and tendencies surrounding our relationship dynamics. Perhaps we begin to reflect upon them. Perhaps we even begin to question them. And hopefully we come to a place, a place of better understanding where we both better understand ourselves and the needs of each other, right? And we can facilitate a gentle space in which we all feel safe to express ourselves and our needs, in which we all feel heard and validated in our experiences and in our relationships. And then we can actively seek out to better understand each other in a way that is mutually beneficial, that is mutually empowering, and that is rooted in understanding, compassion, and respect. And as we work to intentionally do a better job of caring for and supporting those around us and those that we care about, right? So given the state of the world, given recent and developing events around the globe, um, I think that this topic of conversation is really important. I think it's really important more now than ever to have this discussion. And so we will be doing just that here today. So I encourage you to approach this material today with an open mind. In this episode, I hope to really facilitate a safe space for you to begin to examine these patterns and how they play out in your life, in your relationships, in your experiences. And as we begin to shine a light of gentle awareness into some of these dark corners of our own experiences, well then we can hold space for our experiences and we can reflect upon the events leading us here 
and why we find ourselves in these patterns and in the relationship dynamics that we find ourselves in today. So as we begin to explore and implement some of these practices into action, well then we can really begin to better understand and support each other. As we begin to better understand each other in a way that is mutually beneficial, that is empowering to both parties involved, and that is rooted in deep understanding, well then we can actively work to empower, encourage, and to love each other and ourselves more fully and more wholeheartedly. So let's get into it. I'd like to begin by saying that being supportive, being a considerate friend, it isn't easy, all right? And it doesn't always come as naturally as many of us like to think it does. I think that many of us think that we're being a good friend because we're trying to be a good friend. But are we really being as helpful as we'd like to be? Are we really being as helpful as we'd like to think we're being? Are we really being as sympathetic as we'd like to be? Are we willing to consider this, to explore this, and to acknowledge it? Are we willing to look at our own experiences truthfully? And are we willing to ask ourselves these hard questions? So I should warn you, this shadow work It's challenging hard work. Many of the concepts I'm going to be asking you to consider, asking you to question and to look at today, well, they may be really difficult for you to consider, all right? And you may not be there just yet, and that's okay. You may not be in a place where you're ready to entertain all the information that I'm presenting to you today, and that's perfectly fine, okay? So for some of you, I will be speaking about things that will be really challenging to digest, really challenging to consider. And so for those of you that may struggle to hear what I'm trying to say, I wanna let you know that that's okay, all right? I'm just planting little seeds. I'm planting little seeds of awareness. And if you're not ready yet to nurture and attend to these little seeds, that's just fine. They will rise up and they will grow at a later time when you are ready. I want to assure you that no matter where you find yourself, no matter where you find yourself today, just know that you are exactly where you are meant to be, and there is no shame in taking your time, allowing your own processes, and growing in your own time, okay? So for our journey today, all you will need is a curious mind, an open heart, and a willingness to honestly reflect upon your relationships your friendships, and your social interactions. So with that being said, let's get into it. I have said this before, but I think there's value in repeating it. So I'm going to say it again. Being supportive, being a considerate friend, it isn't as easy as we think it is. And it doesn't always come as naturally as we'd like to think that it does. I think that many of us, we think that we're being a good friend, because we're trying to be a good friend. But are we being as helpful as we'd like to think? Are we being as considerate as we'd like to think we are? Are we being as empathetic as we could be? And are we willing to question this? Are we willing to consider this and to look at it deeper? I think oftentimes many of us, we, we struggle 
okay? We struggle to know the right thing to do or to say, and we struggle sometimes to find the appropriate response. And I think that many of us struggle. We struggle to sit in the discomfort of silence, and this is normal, okay? To be human is to struggle, all right? Many times we wanna help, we wanna offer our support, we want to ease the pain or tension that our loved one is experiencing. That's our intention. We want to support. We want to help. But just because that's our intention, it doesn't necessarily always indicate the outcome, right? It isn't always reflective for the other person. So is the support coming through to the person that you're trying to direct it towards. Does your loved one feel supported and understood throughout the duration of your interaction? Well, that's kind of hard to say, right? We don't really know about these things for sure until we discuss them, until we talk about them. We don't know unless we take conscientious time to hold space, to ask questions, to receive feedback, and to really listen to that feedback. And only then, only when we're taking all of this into consideration, well, that's when we begin to cultivate understanding. That's when we begin to cultivate understanding and true connection in our relationships. When we surrender our own needs, our needs to be right, our needs to steer the conversation, well, then when we surrender that, then we can begin to truly listen to others and we can begin to hold space for them so that we can support them and we can empathize alongside with them, right? So you may be asking yourself, how can you empathize with somebody if you don't know what they're struggling with? Well, technically... You don't need to know what they're struggling with to be able to empathize, to be able to hold a safe space for them. That's a common misconception. We can innately tell when something is off. We can feel when somebody is struggling or when someone is actively trying to conceal or downplay an emotion, especially if we're close to that individual. All right? And even if we're not close to that individual, we can tell through their body language through their facial expressions, through their posturing, all of these things, regardless of whether or not we know the individual, all of these things help indicate to us how another person is feeling. And we can naturally sense each other's discomfort. It's also important to understand that not everybody is gonna feel comfortable talking about what is bothering them, all right? Not everybody is going to feel comfortable sharing. And it's their right to decide whether or not they want to, whether or not they want to share, and to share as little or as much as they feel comfortable with. And so in those cases, what can we do to help? How can we reach out to people that seem like they don't need help, that seem private or closed off, okay? Well, clear communication. We can begin by asking some questions, right? Asking somebody, 
Hey, is there any way that I can better support you? Is there any way that I can better support you? What do you need from me? Sometimes even just asking a question like that. Is there any way I can support you better? Sometimes just asking makes people feel better. And it opens the door. It opens the door for them to ask for what they need, whether they're comfortable asking for it now or whether you're opening the door for future conversations, for them to share and voice their needs with you in the future. So we can ask people what they need. And sometimes, you know, we can get a little bit more specific with that. We can ask, do you need a soundboard? Do you just need somebody to listen to you? Do you need somebody to just sit with you, not say anything? Are you looking for advice? Do you need to just vent, right? We can ask these questions. And in asking a question like this, Hey, is there any way that I can support you better? You are showing that person. You are showing them that you care and you are showing them that they are not alone, which oftentimes is a lot more helpful than telling them, telling them that they're not alone, right? So sometimes in our attempts to relate with each other, to meet each other where they stand in our attempts to show people that they aren't alone or to tell people that they aren't alone, we're actually not being as helpful as we'd like to think we are. Sometimes in these efforts to tell people that they aren't alone, we are unintentionally showing them otherwise. Sometimes in our efforts to tell people, you're not alone, hey, I've been there we're unintentionally undermining their experiences. Sometimes in our efforts to tell people that they aren't alone, we're unintentionally creating and perpetuate cycles of trauma bonding. Sometimes in these efforts, we're unintentionally invalidating their experiences. And perhaps we're even making them feel more alone. And I know that this is a hard pill to swallow. So let me explain. Um, I think many people speak up in efforts to be helpful. I think many people speak up in efforts to be helpful when they should really just be quiet and hold space. Many people speak up in an effort to fill up the uncomfortable space of silence, that discomfort, when they should really just Shut the fuck up and hold space. Many people speak up when it could be way more supportive of them to simply listen. Sometimes in an effort to show others, hey, we've been there, we get it, we relate. We should really just learn to be quiet, learn to sit in our own discomfort shut the fuck up and hold space. People offer their apologies, their explanation. We offer praise, little hypothetical scenarios of, hey, it could be worse, blah, blah, blah. When really, we should 
shut the fuck up and learn to hold space for each other. So you know how I always say that there's power in your voice and that there's medicine in your story? Well, I say that because I mean it. I believe it and I know it to be true. However, there is a time and place, all right? There is a time and place to share your story and your medicine. And when your friend is going through the ringer, when your friend is down and out, well, that's generally not the best place to be spreading your medicine around, to be sharing your story. Do you understand what I'm saying? So why do we do this? (laughs) Sometimes people just really feel this kind of need to fill this void, right? The void of that quietness because that quietness, it can be really unnerving. It can be really uncomfortable. And a lot of times we have a hard time sitting in that discomfort of quiet space. We have a hard time sitting in the discomfort of not knowing what to do, not knowing what to say, how to respond, and how to act, okay? So many people struggle. Many people struggle um, waiting for their chance to speak up. And sometimes you see these people. You see these people get really excited uh, when some fleeting thought crosses their mind. You might see them interrupt you or talk over you. When they can offer the most support by simply just being with you and not saying anything, all right? And if, if you really feel inclined to say something, you could say something like, what can I do to better support you? What do you need from me, okay? So most of these people, they're not intending to be hurtful. They're not intending to be harmful or inconsiderate. Most of these people, they're not even aware of these tendencies or that their response is unhelpful or is hurtful. When we do these things, we aren't intending to be hurtful. We aren't intending to be invalidating or inconsiderate, right? We're trying to be helpful, but the truth is trying to be helpful isn't necessarily helpful. What was helpful in our experience isn't always going to be helpful for everybody and for what they're going through. And oftentimes, what we think is helpful, it's not as helpful as we think. So how do we bridge this gap, this gap between trying to be supportive and helpful and between actually being supportive and helpful? While being supportive and developing relationships that are rooted in understanding and in connection, it takes effort. It takes work. Some of this work, it causes us to challenge and to question the things that we know, the ways that we've done things in the past. And that's really hard sometimes. This conscious effort to support people in a way that serves and benefits them, it may require some unlearning. It may require some relearning. And it most certainly takes effort because we aren't taught this. We aren't taught how to really support each other, all right? We learn what works for us, what's true in our experiences, and then we tend to categorize things as helpful, all right? That's helpful, that's a hindrance, what worked, what didn't. And then a lot of us, we take what we know, okay? We take what we know and then we try to apply it 
to the people around us. But the problem with this is everyone's different. Everyone has their own unique lens that they are viewing the world through and everyone with their differing views and all, they're all valid. All of them are valid in their own experience. So since all of our experiences are valid, can you see how this tactic of using what you know and what you think you know and applying it to the people around you, can you see how it may be limited and limiting? We are trying to be helpful, but the truth is trying to be helpful isn't necessarily always helpful. And what was helpful in our experience isn't always helpful for everyone and for what they're going through. Does that make sense? Can you begin to reflect upon certain instances, certain times in your life where these tendencies presented in your life, in your interactions? So how do we bridge this gap? How do we bridge this gap between trying to be supportive and actually being supportive? Well, we can start by having this discussion right here, right now. We can start by putting forth a conscious effort into supporting people in a way that serves and benefits them as individuals. And this does require some conscious reflection on our parts and possibly even the process of unlearning and relearning, right? This may take some conscious reframing on our parts. And it is a conscious effort to really put yourself in the shoes of another. So the truth of the matter is, it's hard work, okay? The truth of the matter is holding space, it can be really challenging for lots of people and we aren't taught how to do that. The truth of the matter is, that to really listen, to really listen, it's hard work and we aren't taught these things. So today we're gonna to be exploring some of these things a bit more thoroughly in an effort to become more aware of our own patterns in our relationships and in an effort to be a more considerate and loving and supportive friend, okay? So in the last episode, uh, we spoke a bit about holding space for ourselves and our experiences. So we're gonna build upon that context a bit today as we discuss this time, how we can better hold space for others and what that really means. So in the last episode of Illuminating the Shadow, we defined holding space as when you intentionally facilitate a safe space for your experiences, for your memories, your thoughts and emotions to present themselves freely and safely. So sometimes this process, it involves putting your logical mind and your cognitive reasoning processes on the back burner to allow the space for your experience to rise up to the surface of your conscious mind in its most natural and authentic expression. When you hold space, you conscientiously, you intentionally create a space that allows for the experience or the sensation, for the reflection or the memory, to simply be, to be what it needs to be, to be what it needs to be without your immediate redirection, without passing judgments, without correcting the experience or your interpretation of the experience. 
So essentially, you are giving yourself full permission to allow your experiences, to allow your emotions and your memories to be what they need to be, regardless of how they present, regardless of the categorical boxes we want to put everything in. You simply accept and acknowledge them as valid. You're creating a space where you can simply be welcoming both the seemingly negative emotions just as openly as you would the happy and positive ones that we so readily embrace, without a need for correction, without a need for justification or judgment. All right, so how do we take this concept of holding space, of allowing things to be and to freely flow and feel as they naturally do? How do we take this concept of holding space and apply it to holding space for others. Well, when we hold space for others, we are intentionally acting to cultivate an environment in which the other person feels safe, safe enough to express themselves freely, safe enough to sit in silence if that's what they choose, safe enough to say whatever they need to say or not without the fear of judgment, without the fear of somebody redirecting them or correcting them and trying to tell them how they should be feeling. When we hold space for others, we are literally creating a space in which that individual feels free to be themselves and in which they feel safe, safe enough to come as they are, to feel as they feel, which I think is something that we can all relate to, right? I think we all want to feel safe being ourselves. I think we all want to feel safe expressing our own needs, and we all want to feel safe taking up space. We all want to feel heard, and we all want to feel understood. And so when we hold space for each other, that's exactly what we're trying to do. We are creating a safe space for each other to feel safe, to feel heard, a safe space where we can be ourselves. And in fostering this accepting and this nurturing environment, we're showing others that they are valid. We are showing others that they are heard, that they do matter, and that we do care. And we are showing them without telling them. We're showing them that we do care by trying to create a space and a shared experience that is rooted in deep understanding and connection, where we can be ourselves, all of ourselves, in all of our ways, good or bad, in all of our fucked up glory, we are still worthy of gentle understanding and compassion. And regardless of how we show up, of what we're going through, regardless of what we're feeling on any given day, we still feel safe being ourselves and we still feel valid, we still feel worthy and understood. And I think that this desire to be accepted as we are, it's universal. It's something that we all have in common. A realization and an understanding that deep down, we all want to be okay. We all want to be okay on our own. We all want to be ourselves and we all wanna feel like we're good enough. So it's on this common ground. This common ground, it's where we meet each other. This common ground, or even an awareness 
of this common ground. This is where we bridge the gap that we spoke of earlier, that gap between trying to be supportive and between actually being helpful and supportive. So we hold space for each other, right? We allow people the gentle space to express themselves in a way that best supports and serves them at that time. And as we listen to them, well, then we can adapt our own methods to better support them. And in doing so, we can be encouraging and empowering to the people that we love. So I'll admit this does sound a bit easier said than done. Holding space for ourselves and holding space for others. Well, it can be especially challenging at first. It can be challenging to take this concept, especially if you've never heard of it, especially if it's a new concept to you, and to implement it into action and into habit, right? So I ask you to be patient with yourself. This kind of awareness, it comes with time and it comes with practice. And learning to hold space, it's a skill. It's a learned skill and it is a valuable one. And so as a skill, it can be practiced, it can be further developed. And as we continue to grow in our awareness and as our communication with others improves, this skill can be harnessed, right? So what do we do when we are first learning to hold space for somebody? What do we do when we have the urge to speak up and to share of our own experiences? What do we do when we have the urge to interrupt? What do we do when we are first learning to hold space for somebody and we have this sudden urge to offer unwarranted advice or a suggestion to look on the bright side of things, right? What do we do when we are first learning how to hold space for somebody and we still have that urge to fill that unnerving silence with some lighthearted chatter? What do we do when we are first learning to hold space for somebody and we have the urge to revert back to our old patterns and our old tendencies? Well, in any of those cases that I mentioned, in any of those scenarios, my biggest suggestion for you, for anyone, is to acknowledge that you have that inkling. Acknowledge that you have that desire, that you have that need to respond. And to make a quiet mental note of it, okay? And then I would suggest for you to take a deep breath, okay? Make a mental note of your inkling, your need to respond. And then before responding, take a deep breath. And as you take a deep breath, perhaps you begin to notice that as you are doing so, you are literally creating a space. You are literally creating a space. You are creating a gentle space for pause, for reflection, and for awareness before you respond as you're taking a breath. So as you take a breath, you're creating a literal space. All right, and you're working to hold space for somebody else. It sounds simple enough, right? 
So not only does this breath give you pause, give you a moment to draw your awareness conscientiously to how you're responding and how you're feeling. It also shows the other person that you're engaging with that you're taking the time to really process and to really think about what they just shared with you or what they're sharing with you, okay? And I think most people, myself included, most people would really appreciate that kind of consideration. Most people would really appreciate the fact that you took a moment to conscientiously pause and to think about what we're saying before you respond. So it's perfectly acceptable to tell somebody, wow, you gave me a lot to consider. Um, can I get back to you on that one? And as long as you circle back to the thing that you said that you were going to circle back to, as long as you do that, telling somebody that you need more time to process, completely acceptable. In fact, not only is it acceptable, it is considerate, it is supportive, and it is loving. And so in the case that you do feel such discomfort in silence, in the case that you do feel yourself starting to revert back into your old habits and that you feel this need to maybe say something, all right? In that case, perhaps you say something like, thank you for sharing that with me. Or you could say something like, is there anything else I can do to better support you? You could also say something like, what do you need from me right now, right? So after asking a question like that, the next step is to listen. To listen, to really take in all that they are saying, okay? So listening is a skill also. And just like holding space, listening, it improves with your practice. It improves with your conscious awareness. And it takes work. It can be a process, all right? So there's a really big difference between listening and hearing, and we're going to distinguish between the two real fast. So anytime that you are listening just enough to respond, well, then you're not really listening. Anytime that we are waiting for the gap in the dialogue so that we can respond, we've got a response all planned out in our head. Anytime we do that, we're not really listening. We might be hearing, but we are not listening. If we cannot reiterate in our own words and repeat back what was just spoken to us, we weren't really listening. We may have been hearing, but we weren't really listening. So you know how they say in one ear and out the other? Well, that's hearing. That's not listening. All right? Anytime anyone starts monologuing or personal broadcasting, as I like to call it, chances are they aren't listening and they probably aren't hearing much either. All right? So when we listen to people, we are not only hearing the words that are coming out of their mouths, we are listening and we are hearing them with an intention of better understanding them. We are listening with a need and an intention to connect and to communicate more clearly. 
when we are truly listening, we are listening with an intent to make the other person feel heard, to make the other person feel understood. Okay, so that's the really big difference between listening and hearing. All right. Um, I want to leave you with a quote that's from a TED Talk that I saw a really long time ago. Um, I looked it up and I believe this man um, in this TED Talk, his name is Julian Treasure, and he said something that really stayed with me. All right, so I'd like to share it with you today because I feel like it's really relevant to what we're talking about. So Julian Treasure, he says, conscious listening creates understanding. Conscious listening creates understanding. Conscious listening, it involves hard work. Consciously considering other people's needs and creating a safe space where both parties feel heard, feel supported, and feel cared for. It's hard work, all right? Learning how to really listen it's hard work. Learning how to distinguish between listening and hearing, that's hard work, all right? Trying to come to some kind of place of mutual understanding and support, it's hard work. But I can assure you, it is so worth it. This hard work, it's worthy work. It is worth your effort, it is worth your struggles, and this self-awareness and this growth that results from it is so worth the journey and the work. All right. So I really hope that in today's episode that I challenged you to reflect upon some of your relationships. I hope that I challenged you to reflect upon the ways that you interact with others and some of those relationship dynamics. I hope that this discussion, that it encourages you to put forth a conscious effort into supporting people around you, into supporting people in a way that benefits them as individuals. This may include some reflection. This may even include a bit of unlearning and relearning because this hard work is a process and it does take effort. And sometimes it takes conscious reframing on our part. It takes conscious effort to really put yourself in the shoes of another and to try to view life through the lens of another. And this act, this act of holding space, it's really hard, but it improves with practice and it does get easier. Through this practice of awareness, we can come to a realization and an understanding that deep down we all want to feel okay. We all want to be ourselves and we all want to feel like we're enough on our own. And when we come to this common ground, we see this universal desire to be accepted and embraced as we are. This common ground, it's something that we all share. We all have this in common. And upon this common ground, well, this is where we can meet each other. This is the common ground where we can finally bridge that gap, that gap between trying to be a good friend, trying to be supportive, and between actually being supportive and helpful and loving. So I know I gave you a lot to consider today, so I ask you to allow yourself some grace, and I encourage you to give yourself some time 
to reflect and to perhaps ponder some of this in your own time. I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to share with you a bit today, and I really hope that this episode of Illuminating the Shadow, that it spoke to you, that it resonated with you. And I really hope that perhaps this episode inspired some reflection on your part. I hope that there's at least one thing that you can take away from this episode and perhaps ponder on your own time. I'd like to say that I'm so very grateful that our paths crossed when they did because this work, this hard work, and this hard life, it is challenging. It is not easy, and it is not for the faint of heart. And now that we found each other, we don't have to do this hard work alone. So I really hope that this episode, that it served you in some way. And if it did, I invite you to hit that follow or subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future content from Illuminating the Shadow. And if you are ready to dive in deeper into your own personal journey in self-awareness and in self-worth, well then I invite you to keep a lookout for my Patreon campaign that'll be launching here shortly. The links will be in my show notes and I invite you to keep a lookout for my meditation episode that's going to be corresponding with this one. So that'll be coming out next Wednesday. So if that's something that you're interested in, I invite you to keep a lookout and to check it out in your own time. Until next time, this is Illuminating the Shadow with your host and guide, Britt Hampton. And I am here to remind you that there is power in your voice and there is medicine in your story. Until next time.